Welcome to Married by Design. Foolish and the godly married to each other. What do you do? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast this week as we continue to study marriages in the Bible. Good, the bad, and ugly marriages. We learn so much as we look at some of the examples and see how they apply to us. We're coming down to the end of the series. We hope that you've reflected on these examples and you've been stirred to grow in areas of your Christian life in your own relationship. That's part of how the scriptures help us. They instruct us and encourage us toward Christ-likeness. And the hardest thing to do at times is to apply it to our lives. Not that we just understand what the Bible says in the principles, but actually living it out. That's why we've encouraged you to take your time in the homework to look at some principles and to talk about them as a couple. Not just the good examples, but also the bad examples. Today we'll look at an example of a bad marriage. Bad not because both people were making foolish choices, but because one was so godless and foolish that it affected his wife and the entire household. Let's just stop there for a moment with an application even before we get to the story. Do you realize the impact that you have on your relationship with your spouse? Do you think about the choices that you make in your devotion to the Lord? It certainly does affect your relationship with the Lord, but don't miss the fact that the things that you do have an impact on those around you. That is very important to remember, and the couple we're going to look at this week is a mixture of good and bad, and the bad husband had an impact not only on his wife, but also his whole household. Today we're looking at Nabal and Abigail, seen in 1 Samuel 25. The contrast between the two is pointed out in verse 3. It says the woman was discerning or intelligent or sensible and beautiful, but the man was harsh and badly behaved. Other versions call him crude, mean, surly, and evil. Note that these words describe his character, not occasional moods. He was a mean and nasty guy who apparently never gave a kind word or a selfless act. One of his servants described him in verse 17 as such a worthless man that one cannot speak to him. Again, other versions use wicked, scoundrel, and ill-tempered. Even his servants could not find a single virtue in their master, and his reputation was so established that the servant could even speak of it to Nabal's wife without fear, because she was as sensible as her husband was foolish. In fact, Abigail points out to David that even his name, Nabal, means fool. If you're questioning your character and things that you're expressing, it could be helpful to talk to others around you and get their perspective. And Nabal's whole household knew of his issues. I'm sure if he had gone to them in humility, they would have expressed what they saw and were concerned about. That could be a great challenge to be humble and teachable. God's Spirit is challenging you, maybe, to think about your own foolishness or the harsh way that you treat others. It may be good to get input from your spouse or others. As you ask for input, it's important to just listen and absorb what they say. 
then walk away and begin to ask yourself if some of the things they're saying are true. You certainly don't want to be like Nabal was foolish and known for his foolishness. Solomon talks about the wise men being willing to listen and receive correction and counsel. Proverbs 12.1 says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, and he who hates reproof is stupid. Sometimes we can know that we're not on the right track. Again, it takes that humility to stop and evaluate. Well, we see from this passage that the bad or evil in this marriage was totally from one side. We want to point out that this is very rarely the case. Most of the time, both parties have contributed something to the turmoil in the marriage relationship, either by initiating some of the evil or by reacting to it in an ungodly way. This is why, if you go back to our podcasts on resolving conflict, one of the first things we have couples do is for each one to make out their logs list, referring to the things that they personally have done that contribute to the conflict in their relationship. If you're struggling in your marriage relationship or your spouse is frustrated with you, it can be good to take a step back and ask yourself if you have some character issues that need to be worked on. Taking stock of where you are spiritually, not only for your own life, but also for your marriage. Again, Nabal's character had an impact on his whole household. If you're struggling in your character, you need to have the humility to acknowledge those things and begin to work on them. Now, I'm sure Abigail was not perfect, but she had grace and wisdom that was recognized by David even in their first meeting. So what can we learn from Abigail and Nabal? Well, one lesson is that we each have a responsibility to protect our family and household from the evil actions of a spouse that is out of control in their foolish choices. Abigail, immediately upon learning of Nabal's sliding of David from the servant, went into action to put together a plan to placate David's anger at Nabal that would assuredly bring harm to the entire household. She saw the urgency of the situation and wisely put together a gift of all that David had requested and hastily took it to him. She knew he would be on the way to bring vengeance on Nabal and all his household. Well, if you have a spouse who is out of control and bringing danger to yourself and your family or your household, you have a responsibility to act. Maybe it's drugs or alcohol, uncontrollable rage that causes abuse or even physical or sexual abuse. You need to, in a godly and sensible way, protect your family from the harm your spouse may cause. It may mean bringing in law enforcement, other family to talk to your spouse, or the elders and pastors of your church. God has given us several legitimate and godly ways to protect ourselves and our families from harm or abuse from a spouse, and we need to follow his guidance in this. Abigail did not hesitate to respond to the danger brought on by her spouse's selfishness and foolishness. So we also need to not be hesitant to take action to ensure the safety of our family when one member's evil actions endanger them. We also see that Abigail did not make any excuses for her husband's sin. It says in verse 25, uh, she said, Let not my Lord regard this worthless fellow, Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. She didn't make excuses or cover for her husband. She acknowledged his actions for what they were, folly, and she recognized his weakness in character. 
In the same way, we should not help our spouse hide sinful patterns in their life. If your spouse doesn't show up for work because of a hangover or a drug problem, don't cover for him. They need to experience the consequences of their sin. This is one of the pressures God uses to get someone who is astray back in a right place. Don't hinder God's work by hiding their sin or making excuses for them. While Abigail did not lie or make excuses for Nabal, she did recognize and make recompense for the harm it caused to David and his men. And she poured on David the reward he deserved for the help he had given to Nabal's men, an act ungrateful Nabal was incapable of. So we too can make sure that we protect others from the sins of our spouse, and we can express the gratitude and kindness that is lacking in our spouse or take up the slack in responsibility as they leave undone. That's right. Even as we attempt to address issues with our spouse, we need to also minister to improve those who have been affected. This is where Abigail's goodness comes in. She went to David not only to protect her own household, but also to be a great blessing to him by holding him back from wrath. We have to see and understand that there is an opportunity, even when wrong things are done, to teach and encourage others to follow the Lord and do what is right. Please note that we are not giving permission for you to slander or belittle your spouse to others or throw them under the bus, so to speak. Abigail was put in the position of having to turn away David's anger in order to save her household. By acknowledging Nabal's foolishness, she was legitimizing David's right to his anger while also pleading for mercy on the innocent people of Nabal's household. She did not lightly speak ill of her spouse, and neither should any of us. We must be careful not to complain about our spouse's shortcomings and faults to others. We all have faults, and if you listen to our podcasts, we have pointed out how Scripture exhorts us to overlook one another's faults and bear with one another. The narrative about Nabal is completely different circumstances dealing with a man of evil character and a spouse who did not cater to his selfish and mean ways. Well, are you like Abigail? In a marriage to an individual of ungodly and low character who leaves you cleaning up their messes? If so, please learn from this wise and godly woman. We would also suggest you listen to our podcast series, Together But Alone, to get biblical guidance on dealing with your situation. Well, that's it for this week. And now, before your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss these areas as a couple. Examine yourself to see if you are on the road to being an A-ball. It's also important to look at your logs individually, then come together and be reconciled. Rarely is one person totally innocent in a marriage relationship. But if you're in a difficult relationship, how do you respond to your spouse and also to others around you that are being affected? Well, let me pray. Father, I pray for the couples that are out there. And and God, there probably are some that are in the situation as Abigail and Nabal were. I just pray that you give them great grace and wisdom to know how to respond. And Lord, we lift them up to you, asking through your spirit that you would give them a power to be an influence on maybe the spouse that is acting foolish, God, and that that spouse would come to their senses and see this. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and also share it with somebody. Let them know about this. I'm sure they would be encouraged also. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. 
You may have questions about the subject of today or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. Next week on our podcast, we're going to look at a great marriage, not just a good one, but an inspiring marriage between a husband and wife that God used in incredible ways in his kingdom. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 